Here we go. You're dialed into Money Talks. Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm Troy Harmon here with Jarrett McKenzie and Jennifer Thomas. And uh, we uh, have been talking about a few financial subjects. And uh, if you have one that you'd like for us to cover on the air, we'd love to hear from you. You can call our question hotline at 1-855-429-9166. You'll get our recording uh, at the beep. You'll give us yours and uh, include the question that you have. We'll play it on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer to call and uh, talk to a human being, you can do that at 770-429-9166. And, oh, by the way, that's the way that you can call and talk to Jarrett or Jennifer if you have financial planning questions. If you have tax questions, we have people for that. But, uh, again, that's 770-429-9166. Uh, if you'd rather email us, you can do that at drgene at hensler.com, D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com is how that's spelled. Uh, or you can go to our website if you're a do-it-yourselfer and just want to have a good source of information. Uh, that again is hensler.com spelled H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. Um, we have a question that we'd like to cover Uh, From Mary-Kate from Sandy Springs, Uh, the question is, I've been a stay-at-home mom for five years to a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I'm 32, and I don't see a clear deadline for when I can return to work. My husband makes $100,000 a year and is contributing to his 401k at 3% with a 3% match. My question is, how do I secure a financial future for myself? Obviously, I need to go back to work, but I'm, uh, but am I too late in the game to be able to enjoy retirement years? Uh, any help is appreciated. Sounds like Mary Kate is worried <laughs> she's going to have to live for, I mean, work forever. Yeah, well, I like where your head's at, Mary Kate, but I'd say you're still quite young, and there's plenty of time to uh, play some catch up if you if you feel that's necessary. But no, I, I don't think that it's too late in the game whatsoever. In fact, I would say in relation to most 32 year olds, you guys are probably in pretty good shape, uh, especially your husband certainly earns a respectable salary. You're already saving, and there are things that you can do to, uh, you know, start increasing that or incorporating some savings of your own uh, through spousal contributions to an IRA or Roth IRA, uh, given the the income that you guys do have. Even though you don't work, uh, the law does provide for a spousal provision uh, so that spouses who don't work yet do have a spouse that does earn income can allocate some of that income to a retirement account such as an IRA or Roth IRA uh, and, and still get the benefits of doing so. Uh, so if, if you're looking for maybe a, a way to start saving some initially for retirement, assuming you guys can uh, carve out some of that income and, and put it into uh, a plan uh, for yourself, then I would certainly say that'd be a good place to start uh, with the spousal contribution to an IRA. Uh, and that is assuming that your husband's getting the full match. It looks like he is. Uh, is contributing 3% with a 3% match, but uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't redirect any monies to another retirement plan until you guys are getting the free money offered through his plan, uh, which, you know, again, if the match is higher than 3%, you may want to consider putting more there first. Uh, because essentially you guys are both saving to that 401k. He, the, he, 
you are the beneficiary until you sign off saying that you're not. Uh, the ERISA laws do require that uh, you provide signature for uh, an account like that if you're not going to be the beneficiary. But so, the spouse is the default, right? E- exactly. For employer-sponsored plans like that, it's not the case for an IRA, but any money that's going there, if, if there was any concerns about that money being in one person's name, when it comes to spouses, uh, there's not as much of a concern when they are in the employer-sponsored accounts because of those ERISA laws that, that would require uh, one the, the non-working spouse's signature in order for the beneficiary to change. Yeah, it sounds like Mary Kate might have been listening last week when we talked about a husband and wife that uh, had different ideas about what to do in retirement. But uh, you know, it's it's not uncommon. I assume that uh, Jarrett and Jennifer, I'll let you guys answer this, but uh, to sit across the table from a couple who. Uh, both want to have a little bit of their own assets in their own name. Oh, yeah, I'd say it's... Oh, you know, and that's that's certainly true. I mean, I think that that is the case. But I think if you are married and your intention is to stay married, then, you know, working the plan together and making sure that the plan works for you. And, you know, I just want to say I've been there at that age with, you know, small children, and you it's really hard to see what it's going to be like later on. You once your children, I mean, I would assume that your husband's salary is going to continue to grow through the years. You know, if you go back to work, then all of a sudden you have that extra income where you can start saving even more at that point. I would take a look, you know, $100,000 and only saving personally $3,000 a year is not a significant amount of savings. So if together y'all can take a look at your expenses and where the money's going and see if there's a way to save more because the younger you are, the better you're off you're going to be, you know, if, if you start saving then. Um, the compounding effect of the money growing from age 32 to 65 is a lot different than 50 to 65. Um, but, you know, what tends to happen is a lot of times people save what they can, their kids grow up, they get out of college, and then all of a sudden they have the windfall years where they can all of a sudden start putting a, a lot more away. That's very true. Yeah, so the the basic question is, are you too old to be saving? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, gosh, not no. Not ever. Plenty of time. Yeah. She is, you are not too old at 32 to begin saving well, at all. You know, the government actually gives us provisions to save even more after we're 50 years old. So, yeah. And, and even, you know, with a, a deferral on the taxes. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's if, if you don't have savings, no matter who you are or how old you are, if you know you're going to need some, the best time to start is absolutely right now. That's right. I mean, do, do it what you now. Can. Yeah. So, um, you know, oh, to be 32 again. <laughs> that was yeah. good. That was a good 20 years ago for me. Uh, all right. So, Plus. yeah. <laughs> uh, we got another question here. Mark from Woodstock says, I'm looking to buy either Scott's Miracle Grow or Mosaic Company. The dividends are similar. Uh, so, was looking to get your opinion. Uh, it's pretty uh, pretty good time to be thinking about Scott's Miracle Grow when tomatoes are perfectly in season, right? <laughs> uh, a couple of fertilizer companies. Mosaic is is similarly. Um, you know, they provide phosphates and potash uh, in North America and internationally. So uh, two companies that uh, that are really all about the fertilizer, uh, which I think I've been accused of myself at times. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we've got uh, Scott's Miracle-Gro, the symbol is SMG. Some of the fundamentals that we look at, 
over the past five years, earnings have grown at 15.51%. Um, <clears throat> if you're looking at dividends, uh, the dividend yield on Scott's Miracle grows about 1.6, and it is covered quite well, 3.6 times uh, from earnings and, and uh, cash flow from the company's operations. Um, you know, if, if uh, you're looking for one that's, more attractive than the other, and you're only looking at dividend, well, the dividend in um, Mosaic is actually less at 1.4%, but the thing that is absolutely of most integral importance is the coverage. It's only covered 0.5 times, meaning that earnings are not covering Mosaic's dividend. Uh, that means that it's going to be dangerous. Unsustainable. Unsustainable, yeah. Uh, and if you look at uh, long-term growth and earnings uh, from Mosaic, now it looks a lot more attractive at 38.35%. So if you want to bet on the future of a business, then maybe Mosaic's the one, but I would not recommend that. You look at earnings per share at negative 3.67 over the past 12 months. Uh, you know, there's not really much positive about uh, Mosaic. We've got negative return on assets at 1.4% negative, uh, return on equity negative 2.8%. Um, if it is just a toss-up between the two, go with Scott's Miracle Grow. Get you some. Yeah, I was going to say that seems, seems nice like an majors. interesting play. As many people as I know that have started gardens throughout all this yeah. pandemic. Yeah, it's uh, weird the things you think about when you're forced <laughs> to the bench. Right? Yeah, exactly. And that's that's just purely speculative on my part. I mean, you're looking at kind of what's going on out there. You know, I know the numbers are, tell one story, but you know that is I have just seen more than I would have thought people actually doing that, and for good reason. You know, so yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, now, when you look at Mosaic, one one last final shot, if I, if you will, it's better covered by analysts, and the analysts, uh, you know, 18 of the 21 analysts that cover the company call it a buy. But, really? like I said, there's lots of underlying fundamental reasons why you might want to think that one through. Again, on top of the fact that it's lost about 15% per year since 2010. Mm. That's wow. that's quite a hurdle. It's not what you want. All right. Uh, what do you think? Market up or down? It's got to keep going up at this that's point. That's Jarrett with an up. I'll say up. You know me. Jennifer. Up. There we go. Three ups. Thanks for listening to Money Talks. We'll catch you next week. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.